And we are back. Yes, we are back. Hello, party people. Welcome to Come Correct. We are missing one of the teammates. Um, Shout out to you, our local former homo. Former <laughs> homo who's had some technical issues and has asked us to proceed. Um, and so we're here for you. Yes. Another episode of Come Correct. Yes. It's your this girl. Is, yes. It's your girl. <laughs> your girl. It's your girl. <laughs> it's your girl. Don't worry about the other one. It's just me and you. Just look at me right now. It's me and you. It's Anna. <laughs> and Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, eh. <laughs> I gotta plug myself into that one. It's your yeah. girl. <laughs> I think at some point, maybe 20 years from now, we'll have a fluid introduction. One day, I don't know. I don't. Maybe that's our thing, like just not having it together in the DMs. We find mm-hmm. it. But until then, this is what you got, people. Um, and onward. Um, this week has been interesting. I was on another podcast. Yeah, Tara. Insert noise here. So. <laughs> Good times, come on. Um, <laughs> so it'll be a sensation. <laughs> yeah, no, I welcome, you know, working with great creatives and people doing a dang thing. And that is my girl, Danielle Mooney Ooh. and Rahima Rice on their podcast, Real on Real. Yeah. Real on Real. I'm sure they don't want me saying it like that. <laughs> Real on Real. Yeah. Um, and we talk about just what's on TV. We give our thoughts. And I think they're good thoughts. So check them out. Check me out yeah. on Real on Real on wherever you get your podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, do your thing. Hey, what are some highlights? What do you guys talk about? Like a quick one, too. Uh, we talked about married at first sight, and oh you know, you, you know, love that man. I won't even say his name, but if you watch the show, you know about that man. <laughs> and I use that word man loosely. You could tell by in the aggression in my voice how I feel about him. <laughs> uh, we talk about married at first sight. Um, we talk about a little bit about our career paths. We're all writers. Um, and that's why we're doing this. We just have that extra interest in entertainment. We love the content and we love to bring it to you. Um, and then um, our hosts carry on to re- uh, review another project called Don't Waste Your Pretty. Oh. Um, yes, it is a one TV movie. Um, and they give your thoughts on it. So if you're into that, check them out. Check it out. Real on But what you been doing, girl? How was your week? Oh, my week has been girl, you know, I be working. Like, I just be working. So by the time we like get around to recording, I'm like either in the middle of or like at the tail end of my work week. So today was my first day off. Um 
aka chore day (laughs) but it was it was nice to be able to like kind of mentally like check out for a little bit um yeah and I think I was telling you over the weekend like I find myself like falling asleep earlier and not because I drank too much or because like I did way too much like I had a reasonable day it's just like that middle-aged woman like exhaustion that (laughs) I like 11 30 at, at you night you're being like, a productive okay. human and not a piece of shit <laughs> yeah like 11 30 at night on a saturday i'm like in my pjs ready to go you know see you're just too tired to emotionally destroy men like you're just focused on <laughs> you know but every everything everything has its season you know it's still not like right warm this is season the winter. Yet. like we're still in the tail end of winter you know so i gotta like reserve my energy right now and just like you know keep my head down but prepara I mean, the summer is coming, and I don't want to say too much, but no, I think we can have a, we can enjoy the summer and be safe. Yes. I think that now we're in a position where we know how to coexist somewhat in a pandemic, and so I think we can find ways to still enjoy ourselves. Um, safely have those COVID tests updated you know right yo the other day my neighbor sent me a screenshot of his up-to-date COVID test because I bump into him in the hallway all the time and like I'm like yo shout out to you shout out to you he was showing you his papers as soon as you walk in he's like look at my papers (laughs) I respected that I was like yo shout out to you sir because like you know that's how you got to approach the summer and like Susia season I feel like, you know, there's just a wise way of doing it. You know know what, thinking about that, that's beautiful. That is beautiful that that man is like here, just so you know, since we cohabitate, (laughs) I'm good. And that is great. You can, you know, at least not, I mean, like, let's say he fucking doctored it and is going around and playing with people's emotions for 2021 to be like that. But I know, I just think at the end of the day, so many people lean more towards like fuck the mask let's move on um i'm just gonna be a, a, a thotty exposed <laughs> exposed thotties nah yeah <laughs> nah, it, it it's cool refreshing it's and refreshing. Like, it makes me like think about like how i want to like approach my summer and like the kind of people i want to be around i want to be around responsible people um right. and like you know, again, there's a safe way of approaching fun things, um, but I am open to trying them, you know? Right. I mean, I'd be interested to meet more creatives, meet more people that are passionate about something that isn't themselves. Um, I think that'd be cool. I think that'll be nifty. Yeah, and the only way to do is to like actually start getting out there and like, you know, dabbing dabbling a little bit in like the world you know right and there are different spaces like a lot of the spaces are virtual now where you can you know be be a socia is as easy as a click of a button you know (laughs) it's never been easier in the history of humanity to be a socia yeah maybe i don't know maybe we can have a debate with the historical Susia analysis yeah. if you have the credentials please hit us up oh my god um we we need you <laughs> uh, you know what i think that i 
I think I've enjoyed a quarantine. It's just that we lean more fashion-wise to a- active athleisure wear, leisurely, you know? And I, you know I like a good uh, yoga pant. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a one pant. Just yoga. one pant leg? A pencil skirt? <laughs> like, you know a Beyonce just like cut off, just like one leg is... <laughs> oh yeah, that Beyonce, the Ivy Park, <laughs> the, the wrestlers, Unitard. Yeah, I saw that one. She, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. She just gives people that ability to serve in... And just something and in the athletic wear, yeah, you know, and I'm all about it. Like, yeah, you know, me and my sister talk about it all the time um, about how, like, even though we don't really go to events and functions anymore, like, we still find moments to like serve a look, wear that outfit, boo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even though you're going to the grocery store, even though you're you're going like from here to the corner, like just wear the wear that outfit wear that look because like when else right (laughs) you know me I was I'm a little bit of a plain Jane uh New York and company gal (laughs) um I can wear a good pantsuit if you let me um but I think during the quarantine, I really got to think about style because it was never a priority for me. But now I do have the urge to serve a look, to say a statement, to just say, here world, here's my titty. Yeah, no, this is is my vibe. This is my look. This is how I feel. This is how I want to present myself. Your look really does say a lot about you and it doesn't even have to be extra. You can have a simple clean look and that alone speaks volumes you know it's just a matter of like having conviction and kind of like just being sure of yourself and like once you start exploring those aspects of yourself like then you can really start presenting that aspect to the world I feel like having a look is really important and it doesn't have to be the most you know right it has to be authentic authentic to you (laughs) yeah for sure no doubt no doubt but what you said was really important about the confidence because I think everybody has their own flavor, their own um, fashion Sasson. flair, sazon, <laughs> paprika, you know. <laughs> um, but and I think I really think it's just a matter of owning you and 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 what you are. Um, and I think that was like my fr- my frumpy face was just like kind of a disengagement you know you no, can be I popping on all that. levels and why shouldn't you be popping on all levels address them all psychologically fashion wise house housing wise yeah. finance wise oh friend wise yes yes diet wise yes. challenge it all figure it out claim it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's so important <laughs> and like this year like the pandemic really did like send me for a loop but also like um it really taught me to like hone in on certain parts of myself that like I experience on a day-to-day one of them being um just like my home and my like my space the space that I like spend most of my time and it's become really important to me that even if I'm on a budget like I spent months and months without coin um like but even on a budget like I found ways to like make it feel good whether it was like a plant or it was like you know just little things and at first it was a little rough but like like my space has 
become such an important part of like you know my growth and like an important yeah girl you're killing it like you have a vibe like as soon as you walk in like there's a vibe um like you said it doesn't have to be you don't have to like splurge splurge (laughs) not everybody's a crate and barrel kind of chick you know um but yeah i I love your little plant like jungle area like i'm trying there's a lot of oxygen there's a lot of open light energy light (laughs) all them hashtags are in your apartment and it's it's an expression of yourself and it's an extension of who you are you know and Um, like in in a time where i wasn't necessarily feeling very good emotionally or about like my circumstances like i did feel good about like my space and like like and like that's something like i noticed like if i'm sad or if i'm feeling down and i tend to focus on the things that i can control um and then that like kind of like keeps me level you know yeah if you're sad and down just take a trip to home goods <laughs> yes, um, yes yes we're not sponsored but we're not i still I, they don't need to sponsor me i will at <laughs> our home goods cj max marshall's office. right <laughs> i mean it sounds like a girl thing to do but i think men would agree that like retail therapy is real um do it within your means though like yo just splurge at target you know you could splurge at target no it's different for like the thing is it's like my dad is one of the biggest shoppers i know you won't catch him in a store but he is one of the biggest shoppers and like i know like the shopping like probably has like a reward like a satisfaction kind of thing that you get like from the click of a button on amazon like ooh, i placed my order i feel good but that man could shop but again, you'll never catch them in a store. <laughs> right. Yo, you know, I used to have like shopping trauma because my what? mom, yo, when I was a kid, no. my mom was a shopper. I already know. And I mean, yo, if we're getting up early on a Saturday to go shopping, best believe we're not being, we're not back to like 5 p.m. Oh, I know. Like it's going to be a day. It's she's And pobre de, de ti, if, if we find her, with like one of my aunties or somebody's uh baby daddy sister's cousin that we saw from like 20 years ago like we're gonna be there for another five hours <laughs> them talking she always knows somebody mm-hmm. you know she knows the, the butcher in the fucking bodega in la mia bodega yeah. she'd be knowing everybody that lived that work everywhere <laughs> she and it was a to do and it you know, it kind of made me anti-shopping I'm not gonna lie. I was because I was just be like, oh my god, this boredom is torturous. Yeah, you know? I especially me being a hyperactive ass kid. Like, oh my god. Yeah. But now I'm warming up to shopping. But yo, that has left its scars. Like, I really, if I gotta walk into a place and you gotta like, it's too many racks and stuff. I get overwhelmed. I walk out. I'm done. <laughs> that trauma's real it is it is i remember as a kid my mom used to like just the shopping trips used to be a whole production and like the exhaustion at the end of the day was just you know it was a bit much but one thing i realized is like i just enjoy shopping by myself now like i do enjoy shopping but i just have to do it on my own because i have control of like when i do what if i'm tired i'm gonna call it and i don't have to like wait on anybody else to finish like you know that's the thing too is like going at your pace and when you're by yourself everything's on your pace and yeah that's way more manageable yeah yeah 
but you know another thing um that I think quarantine I've been just trying to manage is just those like random emotions like we've all had the days of reckoning many many times during quarantine where you're just thinking about a scenario and you're thinking about it deeply and profoundly in a way that you haven't ever really processed um and it made me think about a, a scenario when I had whoop ass regret. You know what I'm talking about? Whoop ass regret. Like whoop, 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 whoop ass, whoop ass regret. I, yeah, it was a moment in time where I thought, yo, I should have wailed the fuck out. I should have ignored the heatings of my ancestors and just went kamikaze. Atomic, whatever. Like that's called. Yeah, but it was weird because I just could not stop thinking about it. It was something that it just popped into my head the moment I woke up, and I could not get it out of my mind. And it was a repetitive thought, and it kept gnawing at me. And I kept replaying the scenario and the scenario. Um, I don't mind saying the story. Um, a little bit of background. So I was working at a restaurant um, for most of my later teens into my mid twenties. Um, I worked at this restaurant. It's one of those like franchise joints, and it's just like that movie Waiting. Everybody got them different characters, the personalities, the different personalities. There's always drama. Everybody's fucking everybody. There's always a, a fucking mess. And I got swooped into a love triangle, if you will. Um, I was fallen prey to a thotty. He was a thotty. He was a community peen. Was he Puerto Rican? Of course. Ah, uh, they're always Puerto Rican. Uh, sorry, we do not want to discriminate against Puerto Ricans, but people that know me, <laughs> I have a weakness for Puerto Ricans. I do. Um, but this was a situation where the guy was like pursuing me, and he was in a tragic relationship where it just looked horrible. It was like the Titanic, you're just watching it sink from the Atlantic Ocean. Like, you're like, damn, it's fucked up. Mm. Um, and you know how these means be. Um, they minimize their other situation. They um, tell you everything that you want to hear. Maximize you the other situation too, as far as like what the other person's up to, the other party. Right. And you're, you know, you're thinking it makes you kind of, it puts you in those scenarios where you're making a judgment call based on a feeling and not based on your own moral integrity. You know, we all have those moments. Don't act like you're holier than thou and you haven't been in a moment where you compromised your value and you rationalized it based on what this other person was telling you. And you made your own caveat you gave your own little asterisk to the scenario. <laughs> asterisk. <laughs> right. You put your own little side note. <laughs> just based on the fucking lies of a social. Because it's me. Yeah. Um, so long story short, um, I ended up hooking up with this guy and I immediately regretted it. Like it was just one of those like, ugh, ugh, why did I do this? um factor in drunken night consensual but not all the way 
not all the way a great time like yeah. you know sometimes you have your head or miss scenarios where it's like oh great that worked out perfectly and then you have your scenarios where like eek why did i even like, circle what? this yeah um and um his girlfriend ex-girlfriend at the time the one that they went back and forth i known her really for a really long time and i didn't expect her to have the reaction that she did um she um made me seem like i was after him when that was not the case she made it seem like it was something that it really wasn't that it was just some vindictive like me twirling my fingers like i'll catch you my pretty like no bitch um and it turned into a situation where now um we're no longer cordial yeah and and yeah and it was unfortunate that guy was a buster he was a little ass bitch but did she ever give him that same heat I don't know and I don't care, but she was, I mean, she was more of like one of those like Twitter thugs that like will send you a bunch of messages about a lot of things, but then when it's in person, she really ain't about nothing. And at that time, I was getting ready to go to college. I was focused on different things. I was, one of my main goals was getting the book out of Passaic, you know? And here I was, I was doing that. I was doing things that a lot of people um, around me weren't. And I wasn't gonna let no raggedy ass bitch take it from me. Um, But I was replaying that scenario and getting angry and wanting to retaliate in an aggressive way, even though we know this bitch don't deserve that, that kind of energy. And it all came full circle to me in a scenario where it's like sometimes, I let my anger run wild and I let, I confuse certain emotions and wrap them up in my anger, like my feelings of self-worth. My feelings of self-worth are not tied to anybody, nor does anybody control them. That is clearly up to me. And therefore, nobody can challenge how I feel about myself and who I am as a person. And that's like, you know, steady mental blocks that you've got to set up in order to just be in a healthier space. Reacting to like, okay, what's happening? Why am I having like these strong emotions? Why am I being prone to anger? What's the core here? The core me was like this disrespect and me thinking that I went a different way and staying silent was a good decision, but I'm second guessing it because again, I like to nab at old wounds. Yeah. And sometimes you gotta see when you do that. Yeah. So that's my thing, girl. Yeah. That's, that, that was kind of like where I was at this week Ooh. in terms of, you know. Yo, quarantine will do that. Have you thinking back on some shit. Like, right. Uh, like playing the whole tape back, like run it back yeah. producers. Yeah. And then look at this shit. (laughs) Steve! Steve, Steve, run that back! (laughs) But yeah, at the end of the day, like, I have been in scenarios where I've taken it too far physically, and I don't always think that I'm right about that. Yeah, no, Um, I, I, yeah, I definitely, like, the older I get, 
the 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 more foolish my behavior seems like you know in my younger years you know but that's what growth is right it's like you gotta have those moments of like reflection you know and then you realize that maybe like the whole the way that you handled it that's not the best way like it is juvenile but I like sometimes at the core you feel like it's right especially growing up in the cultures that we grew up in mm-hmm. where violence is the solution mm-hmm. and violence is a, it's a solution it's the solution yeah um but is it question mark <laughs> rub your chin as you ponder the mysteries of life <laughs> i don't know what accent that was but <laughs> it was something <laughs> um do you want to get into what's popping yeah we can get into it what's popping what's popping okay well everybody's talking about it it's the trending topic megan and harry the prince formerly known as harry the prince formerly known as harry you know i saw the interview you watched the whole thing? I didn't watch it. I just read the highlights. <laughs> I did and just watched the highlights. Don't You don't need to sit through that because we know the truth. And I think a lot of people fundamentally know, hey, guys, this is, this is the royal family. They are the epitome. They are the creators, the originators of colonialism and oppression and fuck the brown people. So... Uh, I, we can understand that these institutions are troubling and problematic. And yeah, this is yeah. not to admonish like English people in any way, but shit, our government too, they're fucking twisted. It's, it's sick. But it's the culture too. And you know, and like, you know, I watched the crime um but one of the themes is how the family the royal family has their hands in how the media portrays the family and like um sure here you can have full access to our family's details as long as you portray it in a positive light so like the the media and the crown like have always had this relationship you know, throughout history. And Harry does talk about that, which was, I didn't know that fact, that little bit about how, like, he was talking about how, like, the Christmas parties for a lot of those publications are at, like, crown, like, locations. Yeah. Are are put together by the the firm or these different names. It's the firm, yeah. I was like, what? This Illuminati as shit. No, no. Like, the way they the way they operate is some Illuminati ass shit though. Um, oh, I wouldn't. You know, yeah, would. like it is like a, a a like a group of people, a committee, if you will, um, of you know these pasty men, um, that like you know have their hands in like the community and have their hands in like certain pots so that like things can continue to function, you know, in accordance to like you know, history or as far as like imperialism is concerned, at least, you know? Right. Because this is an old institution. Right. Yo, and then this, this, this interview essentially is like, fuck this entire 
institution. So basically they tell, they give, they give you the reasons why they left and it makes so much sense. So um, it got to the point where um, they were already in the process of like essentially disowning, which we know was going to happen. Like he go marry this chick and they go disown him. Yeah. So they were in the process. They're making it seem like it was something that Megan orchestrated. Of course. Yeah. Blame it on the uh, on the partially brown woman, but not to. I'm not. I don't say that to discredit um, her blackness. No, but um, but this it's not is, easy to use it. Like as yeah, a- I mean, honestly, I think the the process would have went quicker. Maybe if she would have been dark, dark skin. I think colorism does have a part to play in it because everything all it all applies. Um, um, not to take too much speculation to that but ultimately what he was saying was is that they were already you know like taking him away from the royal family and they were going to withdraw his security so not only have the they've there been like so much like paparazzi fodder and there's just been like so much news surrounding megan and harry they were removing the protection from them like these aren't normal shregla digla as people mm-hmm. and these are all strategic moves too though to like you're gonna not give them security like that's crazy you're gonna leave your own grandson to like quien sabe un maldito loco comes in and tries to kill him because they have their reasons because he's the first person of color in the royal family yeah like and it's it's crazy and there were talks about how they were concerned about maybe his skin color oh yeah um if he would just be too dark um just like things that are not shocking at all things that i completely anticipated like uh, what were they gonna do like it's not like the marriage with megan was like something they can sweep under a rug it was definitely a, a, a spectacle as far as like you know pr is concerned like people know megan exists people know she's black and if this baby came out a little darker what are you gonna do completely disown them like yeah but it looks like they were already in the process and you know so harry was like that he had to leave so that they were able to get resources and shout out to tyler perry that was a little bit of a plot twist tyler perry actually housed them and gave them security um while they were in canada and everything like that because they were essentially like they had to like leave the country they had to like leave the country we're resting right because <laughs> again these are not regular schmegular regular people like these are people that are in the public eye that you know right like rile up people like people's sense of duty to their country they're like there's a lot of deep personal things that yeah. these people signify to a whole group of people mm-hmm. um yeah so they talked about that um i did see like a clip surrounding like when they were doing just like the marketing for the show i did see a clip of a interview that harry did when he was talking about um the british media and what happened to his mom which was a big concern also for him like he thought that they were doing the same thing to her and then he realized that they were um and the saddest thing that really, yo, this was fucked me up, man. 
like when he was saying that the same paparazzi that were chasing her into that tunnel that were the same paparazzi that photographed her the day that she was laying in her casket at her funeral those same paparazzis were also the ones that were taking pictures as she lay dying in the back seat of the car she had a severe brain injury she was very much alive he said that was his direct quote she was very much alive with a severe brain injury and they were just clicking their cameras and taking their pictures of her last breath that's a me like yo only fans girls get all of the smoke for what who are they hurting nobody meanwhile there are these sick vile people making a living in the most despicable way we talked about this with britney like and megan and harry aren't the only people you know i know that they're rich but can you imagine like if somebody was like taking pictures of you and so intrusive into your life, y'all flip out if it's your fucking mother-in-law. Can you imagine if it's like hordes of people who get paid to follow you and pester you every single day and trying to hit it big off of your misery out of your pain? That's some deep fucked up shit that is like, come on, y'all. Anyone would be traumatized by that. And then we're like, why did Britney lose it? Right. It's disgusting. And it honestly, people, it's one of those things where people need to look at themselves and realize that they're complicit in it because they're trying to feed us. And if we say, and if we don't want to eat it, they'll adjust. Yeah. They'll have to adjust. They'll go with where we're eating. And so, yeah, Yeah. people eat that shit that people still love. You know, the blogs, the pop culture, like people still. I remember like uh, when I used to work in an office, like the tabloids were, were like the thing, like the Us Weeklies and like the, I don't know. It's like, (laughs) oh my God, sorry. Charlie's cameo. Cameo, oh my God. He's been quite aggressive. Charlie, stop. He was like, Diana forever. (laughs) (laughs) You want to know something that I got to think about? I saw this on Black Twitter. I saw this on the Black Twitter. (laughs) Let me know what you think, girl. So uh, the guy was asking, in Black or Latino households, what do you guys talk about the royal family like when do you guys talk about the royal family like what's the context of y'all talking about the royal family in my household the royal family did come up especially during diana's time my grandmother just diana right it was just the context of diana right but diana created the um like the curiosity behind the royal family like because of Diana, my grandmother, like, started to, like, really, like, you know, be more interested in, like, the queen and the other parts of it, but it really was, like, Diana, like, her time, it was la época de Diana, you know what I mean? Like, it was her time, um, but in, as a kid, I remember, like, you know, like, my grandmother used to always, like, be on it, like, 
know. Right. That was interesting. A lot of people had the same response. And it's the same here. Nobody talked about the royal family. Plus, with Dominican, we know how we feel about colonizers. Yeah. Like, ain't nobody really elevating them like that. But Diana meant something to brown people a lot. Like, people really cared about her. Um, and she, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Like, how deep her reach was um yeah and yeah the royal family is irrelevant and megan is making them it's a dated institution and it's like i think we're like in the beginnings of maybe seeing like it's you know it's downfall you know yeah like you think it's really gonna last that much longer that's interesting i mean granted i don't know i don't like i am not well-versed or studied in you know that government policies government. yeah like who am i to fucking predict that but it just feels really yeah archaic and like just dated and like i don't know from my understanding they're just more of a symbol anyway yeah it's more of like the tie on a suit like it's like fluff it's just there like but they're clearly fluff. still not a symbol because they do have power they do have well it's influence. you know it's, it's i'm sure it's all interwoven you know yeah. they may it may pale in comparison to the power that they previously had but top power is very much still there and it's still very much a threat um the only saucy bits that i think you can gather and megan was very vehement of not trying to stir any Kate Middleton beef. Because you know how it is. They usually oh. try to put the women against each other. Pero. <laughs> yeah, it seems like Kate be moving funny. And I just think I get it. You know, you got to choose a side. You're with the firm or against the firm. And she with it. You yeah, know, she throw yeah. up her signs. She gotta like stick with her husband, and it seems like the husband is with it. So the therefore she's with it. Right. Um. They were talking about one instance where there was a story circulating how Megan made Kate cry. She made her cry over like these um bridesmaids dresses, and um the real real was the reverse that it was really Kate who made Megan cry and that everybody knew what the story was and that they were shocked that the story even came out and it came out in the reverse um and she felt that she wouldn't have done kate like that that's what she said pretty much she was like i knew what happened and i didn't and i didn't say nothing because i wouldn't want to do her like that and it's and i was like you right girl because let let me be in that situation and i'm like yo i would i wouldn't respect you i wouldn't fuck with you after that you know yeah and it's not a matter of women against women it's a matter of enemy you my enemy at this point you take an enemy shots listen you when you wearing the uh opposing no. team's jersey i mean it's so funny not to veer off real quick but you know I've been watching 60 Days In, right? Oh. And, like, I got to this part with the, with where the Stephanie and Jackie situation is starting to get a little hairy. But the thing is, not to, like, they're in a jail, obviously. These are extreme circumstances. And not to pit women against women, 
But like sometimes it's not even about the women against women. Sometimes it's just about how people move individual, you know, because people have to self-preserve, you know. That's what it is. Yeah. And but like honestly, that's when you see somebody's true colors. Mm-hmm. Because and I'm sorry, jail, the royal family, not too much of a difference, right? <laughs> not much of a difference, right? Yes, people got to do what they got to do for survival. And yeah, you see who they who they really are, how highly they regard their values, mm-hmm. you know, how important it is for them to move with integrity, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And there have been so many psychological experiments of how people would press the button to your execution with the quickness. They oh, don't really take God. that much instruction. No. That's scary. But it's real. You got to watch your back. Whether it is in a, like, in the workroom, whether it is in the royal family. Or the county jail. Or the county jail. It all applies. It always applies. Or recess. Right. But I think at the end of the day, like, I get that whole need of survival, but there's also that understanding that, you know, there's, you can live as a human. There's a, like, you, you stuttering. Tara, can you edit that for me, please? Thank you. Nope. Gotcha, bitch. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) i just think that we as humans have more control than we think sometimes we go along with things thinking that ruffling feathers will be worse and then we realize like what we contributed to is a monster far bigger than we thought it was and now we're like fuck look what i did um that's why it's important to just stay true to your values because um, right now even though megan didn't make no harm i'm not trying to out here look like kate you know <laughs> i ain't trying to look like a kate <laughs> oh my god yeah but yeah speaking of 60 days in let's jump into what you watching yo what you watching Oh my god, yeah. Uh, so okay, I didn't even know the show existed. I was put on, and then yo, like, I, no, as no. as somebody who started from the get go, like it is a guilty pleasure. It's a little bit of a niche, um, because uh, it talks about the criminal justice system. It really brings a. I don't want to say really brings because it's not a necessarily an accurate picture, but it's the closest to accurate that I think you'll get you'll get yeah let me tell you i am hooked you know and it's like one of those things that you kind of start watching it like for humor or just for like like oh this will be a fun to watch and then like once it really starts getting to the nitty-gritty like you're invested in the storyline you're invested in these people's journey in jail. People have these emotional transformations in jail. People really get to know, like we were just talking about, people really get to know who they really are. Um, and it's just, it's wild. It's wild. And it's like, you know, the, 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 um, that prison experiment 
um, you know, I feel like why Stanley Milgram. Yeah, the Milgram prison experiment where they had the prison, you know, these were all volunteers, but then they assigned them roles of either a prisoner or an inmate. And like, you oh, know, no, the Stanley Milgram is- No, no, Milgram was the- was The, the was Stanford the, experiment. Yeah, yeah, that's the one, that's the one. So like, um, they assigned them roles and like, and these were people that were just volunteers. They weren't really living that life. And these volunteers took it way too seriously. So right. like when you see it play out, like in real life, these people that are actually, because you do see in this show, you see the dynamics of like when these CEOs really start to like use their authority, um, you know, to their advantage and like take advantage of certain situations and really start to like, kind of like stake their authority, you know? And it's just like wild to kind of like see it play out. And like my favorite is when they finally like, announce to the people that work there that they've been running this like television program um on like on the sly essentially for the past two months and like the faces of some of the people that the officers that work there is always like (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) you know it's it's I don't know it's but it's wild man I don't know would I volunteer to do this shit like people are volunteering for this and I thought they were getting paid and you were telling me they're not nope they don't get a lot. I mean, they do get money, but it's not nearly as much as you would think it would be. Like, it's really not enough for what it's worth. But what they do, they promise is with, you can get bookings, future bookings for events and speaking engagements. And that's where the money really lies. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't either. But I, I worked in the jail, so I know what it's like to yeah. be there. Not full time, but I think I have enough context to say hell no. Yeah, to be like, <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna do this. Like this isn't something I wanna volunteer for. I don't know. People are volunteering for this and like a part of you like really like as you're watching this, you're questioning their motives and their intentions and like the the script is because you know this isn't a scripted show but the line is or the general tone the theme is that we're doing this to better the system to find where the flaws are (laughs) to you know make a contribution to society so I'm gonna play the martyr or I'm gonna be the you know the person that like helps bring light to these problems or i'm the undercover agent and i'm like like double seven yeah like you're gonna play the 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 undercover and for me i'm just like for free for free for free no no some people really just want to be on tv and they just have different inclinations like they get a lot of like former cops or retired cops um a lot of guys that couldn't pass the exam to be cops Um, yeah and then like the reunion episodes are my favorite because those people that you are cops or whatever they're always like yeah I quit my job I you know I let you know that I no longer want to be in this field um this being yeah they always give 180 in terms of what how they went in like they usually come in like 
yo, fuck them people. They shouldn't have committed crimes. You shouldn't have committed crimes. <laughs> like, and that's my favorite thing. People like to like like to act like they don't commit crimes on a daily. Did you know that a lot of Puritan laws are on the books? in many states so if you have received fellatio my friend you have committed an offense against the law that are still on the books okay mr law-abiding citizen there like, I, don't think it's, I think people also if they go into their um Rolodex of experiences, they've committed hella fucking crimes. Oh, Everybody's committing yeah. crimes left a motherfucking right. Yeah. Everybody. Okay. That doesn't deny you humanity. There are there is an asterisk to that. Yeah. But the general rule. Leading me into before we jump out of 60 days, I just got to where they are introducing Angela into the mix and oh my, my god she seems like she is very and I, like i'm not too deep into her storyline yet but my predictions are she's not an inmate but i'm pretty sure she's gonna start acting like one <laughs> right. she's gonna be with the shit but all i know is the storyline is gonna get really interesting so 60 it does is my new shit <laughs> you know I think anybody would have issues with um, people treating you a certain way and elevating you to a certain status. And um, yeah, when you get a lot of attention, a lot of people don't know how to act. And I think Angela is one of those cases when people lose their mind. Right. So I guess we will have to check in with you on another Yo. episode to see where you are in your 60 days journey. I'll be done with it the way I've been watching it. Okay. <laughs> it's addicting, but it's also puts you in a certain like mind, mind space. space. Mind space. <laughs> My space. Space of mind. Yes. Okay. What else are we watching? Oh. Um well, I talked a little bit about this in our intro. I gave a little review on Married at First Sight. Oh, yeah. On Real on Real. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll give you a little bit of a taste. Give you, I'll give you, give you some tea. So this episode of Married at First Sight, and for those of you who don't know what that show is, what do you think the show is? <laughs> it, it, it couldn't be a more clear show okay they're married at first sight (laughs) so this is um this episode is where they're at the point in their process where they're moving into their own spaces their own apartments they're starting life together and um they're integrating with their friend groups and they at this point they already kind of know more or less what are the issues in their relationship what they're struggling with um what points of contentions are with their partner and some of them are like huge vary from huge <laughs> and other ones are like bro therapy just yeah. chill the fuck out um a couple of highlights was vincent and brianna 
Vincent Jenny, he's one of our Dominican little brothers. Oh, I don't say little, but oh my brother, right? I already know there's a storyline. <laughs> you can't put a Dominican on a show without a storyline. Honestly, he's actually a really nice guy. I root for him, pero you know with Dominicans, there's a lot of toxic masculinity, and he doesn't know how to necessarily articulate his emotions, and especially with. Dominican boys that a lot of them are spoiled by their moms or accustomed to be to, being treated a certain way um, that he doesn't understand his wife's directness because she could be real direct yeah. and honestly I don't think it's bitchy at all he considers it disrespect and then she would ask him like okay so can you give me an example so I can know what you consider disrespect yeah. and he was like I don't feel like I should give you an example. You should know what it is. Oh, bro. Bro, now disrespect comes in a lot of flavors and toppings um, and iteration. <laughs> All right. You gotta explain it. And <laughs> what you and what you're telling me is you don't know how to explain it. That's what it is. Yeah. And you don't want to admit that because it takes it takes a really it, it takes a, a, it takes a yeah it, it takes emotional death to understand what that is confront it and not shy away from it yeah. and that's where our little Vinny boy may just need some growth and that's where his is I he young he's like our age okay and that's where his cousin comes in and his cousin basically laughs him in his face when he was like that's why you left that's why you got pissed off at your wife because because you spilled champagne and she made a joke and you didn't take it as a joke and it was dumb. Yeah. It was the dumbest thing ever and this motherfucker was about to leave. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, uh, there's a lot of roller coaster rides on this episode. Um, every couple has their thing. But the couple that everybody's talking about is Chris and Paige. Oh, shit. Chris, girl, Chris and I've seen this a lot. Everybody hates Chris because Chris is the most toxic motherfucker you will ever see in your life. Like I want an app where it shows where he is at all times, so I could be the farthest fuck away from him. Oh my god! Because he is so infuriating on so many levels. If it's not the immaturity, it's the use of God to substantiate his fuckery. I hate when, when, when dudes oh. bring God into their fuckery. No, leave God no. out of it. And how do you know it's God and not the devil? Okay, <laughs> let's get into it. It's the lack of accountability for his actions. He thinks because he said what he did, that it's okay. It's okay that after he fucked the girl two times, that the next morning he has a panic attack over the fact that he's not attracted to her, allegedly. Allegedly. After he sticks his dick into her twice. Sorry to get graphic. And then continues to fuck her every single day as he is also saying that he is not attracted to her. That's bullshit. Unprotected. Get into it. Two days into their marriage, his ex-girlfriend because yo this process to get married is a couple months so if your girl is pregnant that means you was fucking her while you was interviewing again character 
He likes to talk about money. All oh, those guys, any dude that's talking about money, money, real billionaires don't speak on numbers. That's little boys thing. That's things little boys do. <laughs> it's like flashing. He might might as well have Monopoly money in his introduction <laughs> because that's how artificial this whole charade was. I, I suspect that he's just doing it up for TV and it's going to blow up in his face because he has really villainized himself. Oh, my God. Because there ain't nothing redeeming about him. Like, I mean, he's on the show, right? But also switching to the girl, too. A lot of people are giving her slack because she gives him a lot of chances. A lot of chances that don't make sense to give him. And what I will say this is like, okay, some of these girls, it's not me. But some of these girls really are obsessed <laughs> with this wedding idea. They've been thinking about it since they were little and they see it like. The be like, all end all. Yeah, like how I see my career in television. That sometimes I'm like, I just need to stick this out so that I can get that job. Yeah. So maybe she's just like, I just need to stick this out so that I can get that marriage. But she's not paying attention that you don't do that because then you're not going to have a marriage. You're really not going to have a marriage if you're not paying attention to who's in front of you. Yeah. And I think, I think the, like, I would like to say that the experts kind of set her up. Ooh. Because from what I see from Chris is he don't hide it. He don't hide que un perro. Mm. He is who he is, but I cannot speak to how he was during the interview process. Whatever, since he's opened his mouth since day one, it was like trouble, problematic. You're like, ooh. Okay. You could, you always know though. You all, you just gotta, it's like a lesson in trusting your intuition and following. Right. So then it calls into question married at first sight. What are you doing for ratings? Like, are y'all legit like fucking with people's psyche? What's the goal? Like, the what's goal? the goal here? And I don't want to think that you're as vindictive to place somebody as toxic around somebody so vulnerable and a premise that's so vulnerable because people find they connect happiness with marriage, you know, fucking yeah. with people like what would you do for ratings like is it would you go that far and i'm sure people will go for that far yeah because people are talking about him not in a positive light but all press is good press trump would say or kardashian or kardashian Ooh. so that was married at first sight y'all yeah you love you some reality tv I do, you know, reality, I, I like both. I can, I like scripted, but sometimes reality TV is something that I can just have in the background and I don't have to pay attention to. Yeah. I could just be like, he did what? And then <laughs> go about my business. Uh, because for scripted, I gotta pay attention. Like I gotta be posted up yeah. to value it. I don't like doing that to scripted. Like, yeah. <laughs> But all right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Well, all right, guys, that was another episode. As Jenny said, thanks for tuning in. You can find us on all the platforms if you already found us. 
um tune in to real on rails latest episode to find me um and also email us carrier pigeon us beep us if you slide into dms if you have a good discussion topic that you want us to cover on come correct we got you Bye. Bye. This is.